nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scoured the globe with top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome back to the Matter of a Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you expert Tracy Pleshcourt. Tracy is the founder of Self Made You. They help men and women create self-made wealth and wellness through life coaching. You know, they always say your health is your wealth, right? So it's like you, you, have, you can't have one without the other, <laughs> right? Tracy has mastered and now teaches the critical skills necessary to manage your mind and overcome any obstacles that will also include overeating. And, you know, we have, well, I've talked about this. I've had so many wonderful guests on the show talk about overeating. We're going to discuss that a little bit more in this episode. Over drinking. Yes, that's a thing. Don't think it's okay because society accepts it. That is a thing. Time management, which probably 90% of people in the Western side of the world are terrible with. <laughs> um, career, which we can all use career advice. And relationship changes, which I, I need some of that as well. So I'm just going to shut up and let her drive the show. So with that being said, oh, and by the way, the hack of this episode, um, Tracy at the end is going to give us the four basic, um, the four basics of sustainable weight loss. So that's going to be a hack of this episode. So you want to stick around for that as well. And with that being said, now we're going to welcome Tracy to the show. Hey, Tracy, how you doing? Hey there. It's so good to be here. I, I appreciate the introduction, Rado. That was that was excellent. Very comprehensive. I do my research, you know, that's that's <laughs> part of what I do is part of what I do. <laughs> and with that being said, I know my audience didn't research you, so tell them about yourself. Yeah, um, well, I am a life coach, but um, I think maybe something a little bit more interesting is that I'm a former advertising executive turned life coach. So it's not the typical career path that I think most executives live. Um, but I absolutely loved my time in advertising. And that was primarily due to the to the fact that I had an opportunity to really influence a culture. I had an opportunity to work with some pretty cool brands and some very creative people. Um, I worked with them in sort of a mentoring type capacity. And when I saw that we could develop a culture that supported people's values and through doing that, you retained this high caliber of an employee and you really gave them kind of this platform to live out their best life. I was like, holy cow, I have like the dream job. And I, I lived in that bubble of this dream job for almost 20 years. And I now tell people that 
there is no shame in transitioning from, you know, it could be a love relationship. It could be a relationship with your employer because there are often times when those relationships are just complete, but the best time to decide to transition is when you are at your peak, when you're at your happiest, when you are most satisfied with that relationship. So I didn't transition into life coaching for any sort of dramatic reason, other than the fact that I felt like I was being called to do something more. And I left the world of advertising because I really wanted to support people who wanted to create purpose-driven businesses. I have kind of this love affair with business and the strategy behind business. And what I saw was that there was not a clear roadmap of how to start purpose-driven businesses. So that was the, um, I think that's what kind of perpetuated my decision to leave and start my own um, coaching company. And as I did that, I was, I engaged in my own weight loss journey and through social media, a lot of my clients saw me losing weight. I was trying to market my coaching business, my professional coaching business, and people started to see my personal life in a different way. And they started asking me, you know, can you coach me on my weight loss journey? And so Interestingly enough, Self-Made You now is probably better known for helping people transform their weight, but I actually go about it in a totally different way than any other weight loss program out there. We transform people holistically. So we transform on a mental, emotional, physical, and metabolic level. So it's very comprehensive. And interestingly enough, with those skill sets that we equip our students with, those are so transferable into any area of your life. So when you learn how to manage your mind and you learn how to manage your emotions and your metabolic health, you absolutely will transform all areas of your life, like your professional life, like the relationships in your life. So it is, um, it's kind of my sneaky way of really equipping people with what I consider to be like life um, enabling, living this optimal life. It's a skill set that you can strengthen. And I just use the vehicle of weight loss to teach it, but I really encourage people through our programming to apply it to other areas of their life so they can take that learning to a much deeper level. Everyone that I've known that struggles with their weight, I, they approach it incorrectly, <laughs> right? They approach it incorrectly. And it, it's no secret. It really The reason why it's not successful is because you're not doing the right things to be successful. And the biggest thing that they're doing is that they think about weight loss. First of all, my show always says a weight management show. I never call it a weight loss show. Because you're not going to lose the weight and be like, okay, I'm going to start eating pies and cakes again. No, you're going to manage your weight for the rest of your life. You want to be a healthy body weight, um, whatever that may look like. <laughs> now, anyway, they go about it with a mindset of, okay, if I try this diet, if I do that diet, maybe I do this. I always tell people, I don't believe in diets. You know, unless you're an athlete, you're, you know, you're doing it for a specific reason. But for the general public, you don't have to worry yourself with when we all know that diet is what we eat, but as far as socially considered diets, we don't need to worry ourselves with that. You need to worry about 
actually making lifestyle changes. Now, a lot of people, we hear that all the time, but we don't know what that means. What does it mean to make lifestyle changes? It means to start making incremental changes. And then as your body responds, you're going to respond to that. You're going to, because when you start to feel, when you start to feel better and your mind becomes clearer, you have more energy, your body will, you start to respond to it. So just, just listen to that and then follow that path. And as you follow that path, you would get better. Metabolic health. I preach about that on my show all the time. Um, my, I have a, a short on gut enzymes and metabolic flexibility and the importance of that, right? Because I've, I've talked to people before about why the focus on calories is such a, a problem. First of all, it creates an um, a eating disorder because we're so focused on cutting calories, cutting calories, and working out, working out, working out. Our blood sugar doesn't stay steady. So it creates eating disorders and a bunch of other health issues. Not saying you shouldn't be in a deficit, but you shouldn't starve yourself trying to lose weight. But if you have the right gut enzymes and your metabolic is flexible, I think it's over 80% of Americans do not have a healthy metabolism. Why so right. many are so overweight, right? And right. even some that are not quote unquote overweight still don't have a healthy metabolism. So if you, if you train your metabolism and heal your metabolism, then you can become healthy. So I love your approach. I love, I love how you do it. And that's kind of going to wrap that up because, and then with the th thought with the mind, you're so right. The reason why my show is called The Matter Over Mind Experience is because I'm about to be 40 years old and I feel and look nothing like 40, right? And people always say that to me and they're like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Why do you have so much energy? You know, so on and so forth. And I say, because of the things that I've done to myself over the years and how I treat my body is why I operate on the level that I do. That's why I can make this wonderful show when I can coach and you know, and do speeches and run my, you know, do so many things because my mind is clear. But if you're not sleeping well, if you're not eating well, if you're not moving, if you're not doing all the things that your body needs, then your mind's going to be bogged down. You're going to feel terrible. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to get hangry. You're going to be yelling in traffic and all these things are going to happen. So the way you put it is exactly how it should be. And I know you're going to give us more details on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, you and I are living, breathing, walking, running examples. So you wouldn't know it, but I'm 75 years old. Are you kidding me? No, I'm no, that can't be. I'm about to say, okay. <laughs> no, I'm actually, but I am about to turn 50. And I too believe that metabolically, you have to understand that that equates to longevity and that equates to the level of energy that you have every day to do what it is that you most desire you know from your life so you cannot overlook the importance of metabolic health and live an optimal life it just you can't do it and so i highly highly recommend you know, understanding how you uniquely respond metabolically to what it is that you're eating, to the environment that you put yourself in, to the way that you um, react to sleep, the way that you react to the things that um, you eat and drink. It's like your stress levels, all of that, you know, it's like you, and you won't know that unless you pay attention, unless you actually collect data. So, the four basics that we teach is solving the mind math. So that's mental and emotional management. And we have a framework that we teach our clients 
how to use on a day in and day out. Hey, basis. Tracy, I don't mean to cut you off, but let's hold on to those basics because I want that to be at the end. I oh, want that okay. to be at the end. Okay. So that's okay. the treasure that we're going to have at the end for everyone. And I want, but I want to go through all the points that we're going to hit that right at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So perp. Now, with yep, that so being said, I, I will not spoil the ending. <laughs> let's not spoil it. Get your get your popcorn out, everybody. You know, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But let's stick. Let's stay through for this one. Now, with that being said, what does it mean to be self-made? I'm one. I'm interested in that that answer. Yeah, I believe that it means you learn how to take responsibility for your unintentional and your intentional results. So we have a mind that is constantly creating thoughts, right? We have like 60,000 thoughts on average a day. And many of those thoughts are very unintentional. They're kind of running in the background and we often just react to those thoughts. If you're not reacting to those thoughts, you're actually responding to them. And that's where we have a lot more control. That's where we can be very intentional with our thinking and our feeling. But there are two sides and you have to understand that, that what I like to call our primitive brain is constantly feeding us fear-based thoughts that we often react to. And that usually doesn't end well. That usually ends in over-drinking, overeating, you know, online shopping, whatever, all the overs, right? But if you can recognize that that's happening and you can instead respond or strengthen your ability to respond, you'll get an entirely different result. So what I think it means to be self-made, it's to strengthen your ability to respond in order to get the results that you want. So it's taking responsibility you know, strengthening your ability to respond. And so it's, it's not in a condemning way. I think when you hear, you know, take responsibility for your actions, right? We've all heard that. I'm not saying it in a condemning way. I'm saying it in an empowering way. When you stop placing blame outside of you for your results and you start taking ownership, start understanding that, a lot of your results happen unintentionally and they can actually be created with intention, then you actually own it. You actually retain control. And it's a much different place to live by or from when you have control and you're not placing blame any longer. So that's, I mean, our students are all strengthening their ability to respond versus react. They are owning their unintentional and their intentional results. And that's what it means to be self-made. So perfect. So connect that to our uh, mind math, because how does solve, how does solving or not solving our mind math to, uh, affect our weight loss attempts? Yeah. So let's just give you, let's give your listeners an example. So let's say um, your boss walks into your office and um, critiques some of your work, right? And you're, that's a circumstance and you can choose to have all sorts of thoughts, but our primitive brain, our brain that's trying to keep us safe is often very dramatic. And so we might have a thought like he's such a jerk or he doesn't like me, right? That could be the primitive brain, very dramatic fear-based thought that we have 
And it's actually happening like in the background. It's very unintentional. We're almost unaware. What we are aware of is the feeling, the vibration, the energy that runs through our body. So we might immediately feel anger, right? So a lot of us will notice the feeling before we'll actually be able to pinpoint it back or connect it back to the thought that's happening because that thought is happening in the background. But nevertheless, it's happening. We never feel anything without a thought happening in front of it. So it's always a thought that generates a feeling. Okay. So solving the mind math, it's a formula. I call it mind math because it's a basic mathematical formula. Your thought plus your feeling has you reacting and that creates your result every time. So I know your listeners probably can't see the formula behind me, but that's it. That's the mind math formula. It's your thoughts plus your feelings has you reacting, creating your result. And so I'm a highly visual person. So I like to draw it out. So boss walks into your office and critiques your work. You have a thought. He's a jerk, which makes you feel angry which then has you reacting in a whole lot of ways, like opening up your file cabinet drawer and pulling out the stash of cookies that you've got, right? And then you start eating that anger away because nobody wants to feel angry. So they're gonna try to buffer it with food. Now, like I said, all of this is happening in the blink of an eye. It happens so fast because that's how our primitive brain works but it doesn't have to be that way. And so I teach clients how to notice what it is that you're feeling. You've now noticed that you're feeling angry and you can connect it back to the thought that you're having. He's a jerk. And then you can clearly see how you show up, how you behave, how you react to that feeling. You start to overeat. You probably go and gossip with the employee next door. You probably come home and yell at your kids, right? You can clearly see how anger shows up. Now, again, it doesn't have to be that way. You can choose to think anything you want about the boss walking into your office and critiquing your work. You could choose to think he just doesn't know any better or he doesn't mean to hurt my feelings. He's maybe trying to help right? There's so many other things that if you just slow down enough to recognize how that primitive brain thought has you reacting, you can actually be intentional and you can choose your thought. You can choose to feel different. So you can use the exact same formula and ask yourself, how do I want to feel about my boss walking into my office? Maybe you just want to feel neutral. Maybe you want to feel indifferent. Maybe you want to feel excited, right? Then just ask yourself, okay, so what is it that I have to believe? Now, notice I said believe, not think. What is it that I have to believe to actually feel different? Maybe he's trying to help. Is that believable? It might be. Maybe it's he doesn't know how to be any different. Is that believable? Maybe. Like you just sit and try on different thoughts, like take the time to be present with yourself, like have your own back, support yourself through, I call this self-coaching so that 
you feel the way you want to feel. You take ownership. You respond. You don't react. So then when you feel indifferent about it, you feel neutral about it, notice how you respond. Notice how you're not reacting. You're responding, right? You might just take a deep breath. You might, you're actually already responding by trying on all these new thoughts, by trying on all these new feelings and you create a different result for yourself. Well, maybe so. he's just a colossal ass hat and, you know, he doesn't know any better. <laughs> right. If that thought works for you and makes you feel different, anything different than angry, which you now know anger has you, you know, reaching for the cookies. Yeah then, you know, laughing at it might work, but you just want to recognize that it's not serving you to be angry and you actually have control over that. It just takes, you have to have the ownership. You have to understand that you have the control to choose how you're going to think and feel. It's not happening outside of you. It's happening inside of you. Right. right. And so you just have to build up the skill of noticing that it's happening so that you can do different. Love it. Love it. Saucer recognition and, and looking at inside people. I've always, I was always told this as a child, because I, I used to have really bad anger issues. I'm, I mean, punching the wall anger issues. Never heard anybody, but I would always, like, I'll punch a wall till my knuckles bleed when I got upset. Mm -hmm. And people used to tell me that forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, but they, they piss me off. <laughs> like, and that's all. And so the techniques that you're mentioning are techniques that I've used in my entire life. That's helped me tremendously. Right. I'm not saying I don't get annoyed, but now when I get annoyed, people say, I can tell when you're annoyed versus me just going off and just start flipping things around like I used to. Like, the, right. you know, like the, I guess you say the, uh, the Mike Tyson effect, right? So yeah. I don't have, I don't have that issue anymore. So that's really true. I've seen it in my life with my client's life. So, and I'm sure in your practice, there's a lot more that you do that you haven't even mentioned. So thank you so much for sharing that. Cause that's definitely correct. With that being said, let's talk, let's dive into weight loss a little bit more then, right? Even though everything we have talked about is connected to weight loss or weight management, we should say, but uh -huh. how can uh, weight loss lead to you achieving your goals that you once thought was impossible? Well, I would say that it all, all of it starts with solving the mind math and really building up your capacity for having the control over your mental and emotional management. Um, when you recognize that you do have the capacity, the capacity to change your results, you start to build confidence and that confidence extends into every area of your life including your personal well-being, your health, your you know mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, and your metabolic health. So I think that a lot of people before they have been exposed to the mind math and and having the understanding that none of the unintentional thoughts are their fault. It's just it's a normal, process that your brain, your primitive brain does. God gave you this brain to keep you safe, to actually keep you alive. When we were in a primitive state, we needed those kind of thoughts. 
But the fact of the matter is, is we're actually not in any danger anymore. So you have to be aware of what's a primitive thought versus what's a prodigy brain thought. Those are, that's how we describe them at self-made you it's a primitive brain thought or a prodigy brain thought it's either an extraordinary part of your brain it's your prefrontal cortex the decision making part of your brain or it's coming from that primitive brain that's just trying to keep you safe so when you develop that awareness that there's nothing wrong with you you're not broken it's just a function of your primitive brain and what I'm teaching you to do is not react to it, but to respond to it. <clears throat> and that carries over. It carries over into the responses that you have to food. You know, you, when you recognize that you are thinking, I need that, or I have to eat that, or I deserve that, and those kind of thoughts make you feel entitled or maybe um deprived and they have you grabbing for you know the pizza then if you know better you can actually do better and you can then start to to strengthen that skill set of responding so that's how understanding the mental and emotional or solving the mind math leads to weight loss and then you build that capacity i can teach you okay so the exact same framework applies to any goal that you have in your life. If it's a promotion at work or it's increased um, income, you know, in your bank account, it's all the same formula. It all resides within you. Every result you get in your life, no matter what it is, it all starts at the level of your mind, period. And so it's a very simple formula that just takes practice. Wow. I love that. I love, I love the way you put that together. Remember I was telling you, I started by uh, saying that everyone that struggles with managing their weight usually comes down to just the way they're approaching it. Cause they're thinking of depriving themselves, trying to lose weight. And it's instead of it being a lifestyle, let's say, Oh, let's see if I can get through this for a couple months or whatever. And then it lasts like three, two weeks or something and they give up. Right. Instead of it being an entire lifestyle change. So I definitely agree with you there as well. Now let's, Let's talk about uh, what are the three lies that the diet industry, the famous well, word diet industry. Uh, yeah, well, there's a whole lot more than three, but I could probably give you the top three. Um, well, you know, that food pyramid that we were all uh, exposed to, like in the third grade that showed you this is where this is where you should find your foods from. And the biggest portion of that food pyramid was grains and carbohydrates. I mean, right there, like who's going to argue that that's incorrect? <laughs> like, and then the smallest part was fats. And in reality, like refined sugars and refined flours, though any sort of refined carbohydrates should be the smallest part of your diet because Sugars and flowers are toxic substances to your body and you won't think as clearly and your metabolic health is not going to be as optimal if you have the majority of your diet coming from that food source. So I would say that's probably the biggest myth out there. And I think that that gives you some fuel to start questioning messaging that we get, you know, just because it's coming from the food and drug 
administration or you're seeing it on a commercial because there's a lot of money backing some of the big brands or big pharma, you have to question it. You do. You have to question it. So I would say that's probably the biggest one. Um, calories in, calories out is another big one, right? I think that if you want to lose the fat, the body fat that is stored on your body, it is not about exercising or calorie counting. Now, I love exercise, but I love it for a lot of different reasons than fat loss. And calories, yeah, they're a thing. But if you want to lose body fat, you got to balance out your insulin, period. And that's a hormonal metabolic thing, not a calorie thing. Um, and the third one, you know, I, I think maybe I would talk about how often you need to eat. I know I've heard, I've even heard doctors say, you know, you should eat five times a day to keep your blood sugar regulated. That's bogus. Like you cannot tap into the fat stores on your body if insulin is constantly present in your bloodstream. And when you're eating five times a day, which most Americans do plus more, insulin is always present in your bloodstream. So I personally believe in, you know, expanding the amount of time in between your meals. You can call it intermittent fasting if you'd like, but doing that with the intention of lowering your insulin so that you become insulin sensitive and not insulin resistant, like the majority of Americans walking the face of this earth today. So I, those would be probably the three big myths that off the top of my head, I'd, I'd get out there. <laughs> those are three big myths. I definitely agree with the full pyramid nonsense. Every health expert in the world knows that not even going to bother to even rehash that one. Um, then regarding the blood sugar thing, that's, that gets a little tricky. Um, but what we, but the calories in versus calories out, right? Mm -hmm. We know, I don't even know how many calories I eat in a day. I probably eat over 3000 to be honest, but whatever it is, what it is. But the thing is about it is when you just focus on that, you're not focusing on the quality of what you eat. Exactly. And you're not, you're not focused. Cause like you're saying, like a thousand gram, a thousand calories of refined carbs is completely different than a thousand calories of fat, which no food just has one, but you know what I mean? It's completely different, right? So that alone is just doesn't make sense. And you start robbing your body of all the nutrients that you need. We all know that I'm not even going to spend much time on that. I want to talk a little bit though, about the timing in between foods, because that's very important. I believe that there should be times of fasting and times of, um, um, eating. That's definitely true. I intermittent fast. I'm actually, as I'm doing this episode, I'm on my daily date, my weekly dinner to dinner fast, and I won't break into until after I train my clients this evening. But that's because I made a walking flexible, but doing it for a long time, completely different story. However, I tend, I eat five to six times a day, but I'm not overweight. I'm extremely athletic and I have around 12% body fat, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's different because that's me. But if mm -hmm. you are the, if you're trying to lose weight or a lot of times even get healthier, you can't do that mm -hmm. because of the constant, your insulin levels are going to be constantly high. And even though I eat six times a day, I don't eat carbs in every meal, mm -hmm. right? So the, just even the way I eat 
is is very keeps my blood sugar extremely steady and i eat complex carbs and i rotate and there's a whole sequence behind it that i have a short on that not even going to even rehash that too much but that's something that's unique for each person but generally speaking if you're trying to lose weight eating six times a day is not going to work now as your metabolism become healthier as your body creates more lipase uh, fat burning enzymes and more amylase or carb burning enzymes and your metabolism becomes more flexible and healthier you may need to increase it but that's not going to be the case in jump, especially if you're insulin resistant, which by the way, most people who are overweight are insulin resistant already. So if you're insulin resistant, that's definitely not going to work for you. And in, in a lot of health problems um, that other underlying health issues is not going to work for you. So I'm glad you brought that up. Those three, definitely we need to break through. So thank you very much again. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Now, here's the biggie. The one at the end that we almost gave away, <laughs> right? The four basics of sustainable weight loss laid on me. All right. Well, the first is solving the mind math, right? So understanding the difference between your primitive brain and your prodigy brain, the difference between unintentional thoughts and intentional thoughts, the difference between reacting to those thoughts and responding to those thoughts. That's what I mean when I say solving the mind math, right? Okay, so just so you know, the four basics are S-E-L-F because I'm super clever and my company name is Self Made You. <laughs> and so you gotta know the four basics of self. So solving the mind math is the S. The E is eating the foods that fuel you. Just what you said, Narado. it is all about finding the nutrition through the foods that are going to fuel you. And it's, it is unique to everyone. So you got to do the work to understand what that is. The L is learning to collect data so that you make your decisions from data and not drama. We teach our students how to take their blood glucose, how to read the ketones, how to understand if they're in a level of autophagy. We require them to take their weight so that we can see the cause and effect between what it is that they're eating and how long they're fasting and, and the correlation, the effects on their weight. So when you use data to drive your decisions, it ends and you get completely different results than when you use drama to drive your decisions. And then the F is learning how to fast. It's fasting. And we show people in very small increments how fasting, intermittent fasting, has different effects on your body. And we do it with the intention of balancing out your insulin. Um, but it's kind of sneaky because, of course, that will spark certain feelings. Some people will feel deprivation. And that gives us a great opportunity to circle right back to the mind map and to understand why you're feeling deprived. It's always coming from a thought. So S-E-L-F, those are the four basics of losing weight. Maintaining weight. <laughs> That's on top of it being like really on point. It's also like really clever marketing. So that, uh, that is really you. cool. That is really cool. So thank you so much. This is a fantastic episode. One of the best that I've done. My audience is going to love it. That section on self is what I'm going to put on TikTok and Instagram as well. Um, so my audience can, because um, they need to know and see that section. That section was really amazing. 
And with that being said, Tracy, how can my audience get in touch with you or learn more about your work? Yeah, just find us at selfmadeu.com. So it's S-E-L-F-M-A-D-E and then the letter U.com. We have, for all of your listeners, we have an awesome quiz. So the reason why most people are overweight is because they have a certain relationship with food. They have certain thoughts about food that get them the result of being overweight. And so through our quiz, it takes about 90 seconds. We can reveal what your relationship is with food. And then we offer you a quick five day challenge that'll help you overcome some of those obstacles. Totally free. Um, So it really just heightens your awareness to whether you're an overthinker whether you're a quick fixer, a snacker, or a romantic, and how to get beyond that relationship with food to get to your ideal weight and maintain it. Perfect. And your information will be in the show notes. Um, and of course, the show notes will be in the description of the show. This one should be, drumroll please, zikahealth.com slash you. I think I'm going with that. zikahealth.com slash you going to be the show notes i'm getting a little bit more clever with my show notes because you know sometimes i kind of throw out whatever i kind of i feel like at the time so with that being said let's wrap this puppy up and uh enjoy the rest of your day tracy thanks Corrado. bye thanks for joining the matter over mind experience if you got good content out of this or any of my shows save subscribe and share it anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.